Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Well, tonight we're going to talk about some things that I feel like are going to be helpful to you. Um... I've got some scriptures that I'm going to read here a little bit later, but I want us to um, uh, think about some things that are going to help us. And let me ask the question, how many here um, know rubber band people? Rubber band people. Anybody know rubber band people? You don't even know what I'm talking about. Good, because I want to tell you about it rubber band people you know what rubber band people are are people that bounce back from struggle people that bounce back from hardships people that bounce back from from times of difficulty um that's really what rubber band people are um chances are we all know somebody like that that has been through a battle a struggle uh, hardship and seemed like they were all bent out of shape at the time but then they overcame it and was able to bounce back bounce back and maybe there are people here in this building tonight that are rubber band people that have bounced back um, there are people in in our lives that we know that are able to bounce back from adversity uh, people uh, people that we know and no matter what happens to them they always seem to bounce back from setbacks and uh, those difficult times they they might go through some of the hardest illnesses of their life the hardest sicknesses of their life and maybe you also have been through some uh, very sick times and where you're very ill and uh, or maybe you had a family tragedy maybe you lost a loved one I know many of us have and it's been very difficult someone that we love very dearly we've tragically lost them or maybe we've run into what I don't necessarily call it this but um, some people call it a run of bad luck um, I just know that life just brings difficult times um but it never seems to keep those that are able to bounce back. It, it's hard to keep them down. There are people in my life, and there are examples to me, examples to you that, you know, they show us how to be um, able to overcome, to get back up. Uh, one of the things that's always been instilled into my life through all of the things that the Lord has allowed to be a part of my life um, is the fact that um, I'm not going to give up I'm not going to quit I'm going to keep on moving forward I'm going to if I fall I, I've heard this many times and taught on it before but if I'm going to fall I'm going to fall forward because my intention is not to fall backward I'm going to fall forward and I'm because there are times that we fall and struggle and 
have a sickness hit us out of nowhere and we're trying to figure out what in the world's going on or maybe we have a financial struggle at some point and we didn't even see it coming but I'm intending on moving forward not laying there not quitting not giving up but getting up and continue on and bounce back so that I can be better because I know that the struggle times are when you learn the most about God about yourself about life it's through those struggles that you learn the most about God and, and about the things of God through the storms we are able to understand a lot more if we didn't go through storms we do need the storms matter of fact our world you know we need the physical storms uh, it's the lightning and the rain the rain brings new growth uh, if we didn't have the rain everything would dry out be like a desert place we need the lightning do you realize that lightning actually um, produces uh, ozone in the atmosphere and kind of protects us from the ultraviolet rays that come from the sun and we don't realize that but lightning creates that reproduction of ozone in the atmosphere where it covers things up and causes a a blockage to keep ultraviolet rays from uh, beating down on us and creating uh, skin cancer and various things like that so there's a lot of things that happen we need the storms after the storm passes through I know we don't you know what like the devastation I know several years ago um, there was a storm came through and knocked a bunch of trees down my whole street was just on Spencer Street was just trees falling over I had tree uh, big tree limbs fell off of our some of our trees in our house at our house I even had a big limb fly over our house didn't hurt our house but flew over our house in the front yard and um, but there was a lot of difficulty the lights and electricity went out um, there was a lot of things that were happening but after the storm and the cleanup then that freshness that freshness of the atmosphere um, it's very very special we need storms storms come whether we like it or not they're going to come spiritual storms are going to come at times whether we like it or not you can read I, I was reading the book of Romans chapter 7 and talking about how Paul was going through the battles of, of the carnal and he was in the flesh and, and how he was talking about these things do come uh, when I wanted to do good I didn't do it and uh, when I knew that it was um, wrong to do certain things then I did it's the flesh but it, what he was talking about is bringing this thing under captivity and controlling it if we don't control it that's the reason why people end up in positions of sin because they don't control the flesh we've got to control the flesh the flesh is going to um, try to get us to do things that God doesn't want us to do but if we're in the word and we're in the spirit of the Lord that's the wonderful thing about the new covenant of the new testament is um, it's not written on pages of stone anymore but it's written on the pages of our heart and the laws of God and the things of God through his spirit his spirit gives us strength to overcome the carnal flesh 
and thank God for that um, but according to the flesh the flesh wants to do the wrong thing evil is always present but if we learn and walking with God to bring these things into captivity and overcome them through prayer through fasting through uh, reading the word of God through coming to the house of God through worship through praise unto the Lord connecting with the body of Christ we are able to overcome this flesh and bring it under subjection God's given us the tools to do that we've got to be willing to do that if we don't do that then our flesh will just take control of us that's the reason why people don't go to church or don't live for God or what have you because they've some people have allowed their flesh to just control them and we were at that point too we, we were at that point where we didn't control it until we gave our life to the Lord amen so we see here that there's times that adversity hits us but what God wants us to do is bounce back bounce back get up keep walking don't quit don't stop don't stop living for God if every time we fell flat on our face uh, we stopped living for God we, none of us would live for God we might as well close the doors of the church we wouldn't be living for God but the reason why we're here tonight is because we are we are desiring to live for God and bring this flesh under control and overcome the things of life and bounce back from our adversity amen the secret to be a one that bounces back from adversity is a word called resilience resilience life can stretch people to their breaking point we probably have been there at some point or another felt like we were stretched to our breaking point you ever taken a rubber band and just stretched it stretched it as far as you could and then you get to the point where you think it's going to break and then you relieve the pressure on it and that rubber band goes right back the way it was before um, I don't know if some of you probably have uh, memory foam pillows you ever took your fist and or your hand and stuck it down in that memory foam pillow and and then pressed it down as low as you could and then you pull your hand out and there's your handprint there in that memory pillow but if you walk away and come back then that memory foam pillow goes right back the way it was before your handprint's gone you know what I'm talking about there's some materials that you could stretch it you could twist it you could turn it you could stomp on it you could do all kinds of things to it but when you the type of material that it is it will bounce back there's some materials you can take it and stretch it and it stays there with how you stretch it how you twist it some metals some tin some you know copper you can you can beat it into a shape and it won't return back to its original place but it <coughs> excuse me it goes back to or it stays where where you have have uh, shaped it into 
But you see, what God is wanting us to do and also understand is to be uh, resilient, where we bounce back and we get back to that point of what he wants us to be. We're walking with God and truly obstacles and struggles and battles are going to come. That's just life. Whether we like it or not, it's just life. Coming to God and giving our life to the Lord doesn't mean that everything from that point on is perfect. Doesn't mean it's perfect. It means that there's adversity that will come there's battles from the enemy that will come there's battles in the flesh that will come you know, and when we talk about these battles we talk about the devil wants to destroy you he wants to throw thoughts in your mind he wants to throw things in your way he wants to put obstacles in your, in your way and he wants you to give up and quit and walk away from God and then there's battles that don't come from the devil although he gets blamed for it uh, and like I said, I like to blame the devil. But there's battles that come because of bad decisions we make. We made the choice. We made the wrong choice. And because of that, we have to face some battles until we can get it you know, taken care of and get it fixed. Get back where we need, back, back on track again. You know, there's a lot of battles that come, but what God is wanting us to to be is resilient the definition of resilience is the captivity of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compression stress or it could be stretching of course uh, another part of the definition is an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change Another definition which ties these together is resilience is the ability of an object to return to form after it's been bent, stretched, or compressed. God is wanting us to, when we come to the Lord, he puts things in our heart and soul to be able to overcome the battles of life, the struggles of life, the battles that the enemy throws at us, the battles that our carnal flesh might throw at us the battles of just maybe others might throw at us or what have you and what God is wanting us to do is when we come to the Lord we all old things are passed away behold all things are become new and we become a new creature in the Lord but there's battles through life I can ask those that have lived for God for many many years here tonight and they will testify to the fact that there have been battles in their walk with God but guess what they're still here you know why because they're resilient they're resilient they have been stretched they have sister sheets you have been stretched you've been compressed uh, you you have been uh, uh, you you have been uh, beat down with different things that have come your way because it's just life right but guess what? You're still here because you're resilient. Because you have made up in your mind, I'm going to allow God to work on my life, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be that one that bounces back from adversity. Bounces back from adversity. Anybody that could um, invent a car 
that if you hit somebody that it would bounce right back maybe a car made of rubber <laughs> some type of material you'd probably be very very wealthy of course you'd put a lot of auto body shops out of work but I think what would happen though if we did that we'd all be running into each other having fun bouncing off of each other running into the guardrail bouncing back and forth like a you know everybody remember the bumper cars we used to have so much fun of the bumper cars and the intention was to crash into someone Jen uh, we were in the bumper cars I, would, I my car would chase your car down and bump you as hard as I could because I know if I don't do it you're going to do it to me so but if you create a car that had that was made of rubber it would it would bounce off of each other but I don't know if that would be a wise thing but it would be it would bounce back into shape the way it was the way it was invented the way it was designed God wants us to stay a new creature in him old things passed away behold all things become new but there's battles and things that we will face through life through the flesh through carnality of things of the world that we have to push back and resist and overcome but the thing about it just like the memory pillow we gotta we gotta bounce back from that adversity just like uh, if you are in an office in a business and you work there and you anybody ever seen those stress balls if you're in an office I, it would stress me out I'm glad I'm out on the road driving around but if I was in an office cooped up all day and I if you are I you know I know you can handle it but if you got to have these stress balls you take them and you squeeze them to get rid of the stress and when you release it, that ball goes right back to the form that it was before. It's called a stress ball. You've seen them in offices, on desks. No matter how hard you squeeze those stress balls, they always return to their original shape because they have resilience. It's made of material that is resilient. People can also have resilience in their lives. And we as the children of God can have resilience. We can bounce back from setbacks and adversities. But our goal is to keep our eyes on the Lord and keep following him, keep walking toward him. Yes, there's times that things uh, hit against us, but we bounce back. Some things knock us down, but we bounce right back up. That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be a resilient child of God the ability to bounce back from a setback often makes the difference between losing and winning as the saying goes you only lose if you quit that's probably been my model, motto all my life is I'm not quitting if I quit I lose but I'm not going to quit the Bible doesn't say that it's this race is to the one that gets across the finish line first. If that's the case, um, you know, we can go back, way back in the Old Testament. Whoever got across the line first in the Old Testament, they won. What are we doing here? It's not to the one that runs the fastest. It's not to the one that gets across the finish line first, but it's to all of those that endure to the end, that are resilient a child of God that is 
if you're sitting here tonight and and you have in your heart and your soul that I am not going to quit, I'm not going to live for God a few years and then give up. I am in this to the end. And that's exactly what I told the Lord when I received the Holy Ghost. I said, Lord, I'm in this to the end. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. But the ability to bounce back from setbacks often makes the difference between losing and winning in our lives. Quitting is not an option, really. I mean, you, it is an option if you want to try it, but if you quit, you lose. Who here wants to lose in your walk with God? Who here wants to lose? I don't think anybody likes losing. I know Sister Imogene does not like to lose games, board games, do you? Sister Imogene, you like to lose board games downstairs? What's that? <laughs> I know the answer to that. We don't like to lose. According to the American Psych Psychology um, Association, there are several key factors in resilience. And, and this is very important. This is the reason why a church is very important. The first uh, part of a factor of resilience is a healthy relationships around you. Having a community of people who love and support you is an important key to bouncing back from disappointment or struggle. We have a church body here tonight of people that care about one another. And that is so very important. We need the church we're not on an island by ourselves. We, we are not, uh, you know, we, we think we're, we're tough enough to handle it on our own. No, you're not. You need the church. You need the people of God. You need relationships in the kingdom of God. And because of this family of landmark here, uh, if you are uh, struggling or are knocked down in any way, we're here to help you bounce back up. To be resilient, it's important to have good relationships, and that is the church body, the church family. We need one another. We need one another. We need the house of God. We need the presence of God, but we need one another. This, uh, above all, has the most impact on a person's level of resilience. Just to know that somebody is there to back me up how would it be if we fell and we were all alone? It would be tough. But knowing that I've got people that are behind me and backing me up and ready to be there to share in the, the struggle, we need one another. And, and it gives us an encouragement to get back up. It helps us to be resilient, to bounce back from adversity most impact on a person's level of resilience. The larger the network of support and care, the more able a person is to be resilient. Churches are very important. Church body, the family of God. Of course, there's other factors also as well. But that's very important. 
for us to have a sport team of relationships of the people of God to help us back up. But resilience is not easy to learn. And the reason is, is first of all, um, the learning process requires something very difficult to happen to us. We've got to have something that knocks us down. You might lose a business situation. You might lose financially. You may develop devastating illness. We talked about that earlier. You may lose a loved one or a close friend. And, and resilience is a difficult thing to learn. But once you learn it, you will bounce back up. There's people that I've seen through the years that have been hit by so many different things. So many different things. But you didn't see them with a bad spirit. They bounced back up because they knew that they could trust in God. First of all, not only do we have our church family here to help us in relationship, but we have a relationship with God. And that relationship with God helps us to bounce back up because we know he's got our back. He's there to help us. He's there to strengthen us. Another thing about learning resilience is you've got to choose to overcome the setback. Some people just live with their setback. Some people just live with their struggle. But you got to choose that I'm not going to live with this. I'm not going to live with the, the struggle that I'm in. I'm not going to allow myself to lay on, in the dirt being knocked down. I'm going to have enough uh, desire in my heart that I'm going to get up and I'm going to continue to walk toward the Lord. I don't want to go backward. I want to go forward. Because I want to learn from the struggle. I want to learn from that experience. Uh, there's been a lot of times that, uh, you know, you're trying to do something and it just doesn't go the way you thought it would. Maybe choices that you made didn't really put it together right. But guess what? The next time that came along, you learned from that, that failure. You learned from that struggle. Amen? Don't we learn from those struggles? We should. And we learn that the next time I'm going to do it different because I'm not going to allow that to get me. It requires a personal level of commitment and discipline in our lives. You have to get up every day. You have to face your setback and determine to not let it beat you. And it's not an overnight process to be able to learn this resilience. It comes through time. It comes through time. i tell you what God is trying to condition us for is for us to make it to the end. God could come today. We know the Lord is coming. We know he could come today. He could come tomorrow. He could come next week. He might choose to come next year if the Lord chose to come 10 years from now to get his church and take us away or if he chose to take us in another way. Here's the thing. We've got to determine in our heart a desire that I'm going to make it all the way. And there's a saying on our 
shelf in our house that says, I didn't say it was going to be easy, but I will say it's going to be worth it. When it's all said and done, and we're standing in heaven but in front of the throne of the Lord, every adversity and every bouncing back up and getting back on track and going and walking with the Lord is worth it. When, we, when it's all said and done, it's worth it. It's all worth it. It's not an overnight process. In fact, it can take a bit of time living in, in difficult places or on the razor's edge, but it can be done to bounce back, to have an attitude of faith and trust in God that he's going to take care of us. He has not failed us. He's never failed us. And we need to bounce back, bounce back. I was trying to think of different stories in the Bible and maybe you let, let me just ask a question real quick maybe two, three have, can you think of any stories in the Bible where people were knocked down and they got back up I've got a story here that I'll talk about but anybody just real quick yes Job went through one of the hardest times of anybody but talking about bouncing back up he bounced back up he was knocked down he said though he slay me I will trust him yes Joseph yes Joseph Job Joseph those are good stories boy I wish I'd thought of those <laughs> Joseph went through some hard times he kept bouncing back up he was in prison well, a couple of times they even threw him in a pit his brothers that he thought loved him he was left where they thought for dead, sold to a nomads, going across the desert, accused of things. So talking about a life of being knocked down, and, and really in a lot of this, uh, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. He just kept getting knocked down, but he kept bouncing back up. Have you ever, when you were a kid, did you have one of those uh, inflatable uh, uh, punching bags anybody have one of those you knock it down and it comes right back up you knock it down it comes back up you knock it down it comes back up that needs to be us resilience we get bent we get stretched we get hit but we don't lose our shape of what God has called us to be those are good stories by the way Maybe you've thought of some others, but what I'm thinking about here tonight was uh, a little different setup here. It was David's struggle. David had a lot of adversity, but when you read the Psalms, how he had that resilience of, Lord, it's amazing. It's amazing when you read the chapters of the book of Psalms and, and you see how he starts out praising God and then in the middle of the chapter, he starts saying, but Lord, this is upon me, and that's upon me, and, and this struggle, I don't understand this, I don't understand where I'm, why I'm facing this. Or, and, and in the middle of that chapter, he's going through all of his struggle, and he's kind of venting to the Lord, and, and because of his relationship with the Lord, he, he, you know, the Lord has uh, big shoulders, he can handle that, he, he loves us, and he, he can handle those times where you just got to open up and vent to the Lord. Lord, I don't understand this. I don't understand where I'm at. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, 
all I can remember is where I've been. Uh, I don't understand the struggle. But then at the end of the chapter, because David is resilient, at the end of the chapter, he had ended with, but yet, Lord, I trust you. But yet, Lord, I praise you. That's resilience. That should be us. That's our example to follow. Job's to follow. Joseph to follow. But in the story of 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 through 8, it says, And it came to pass when David, this was a very difficult time before he uh, became king. Or maybe he was already king. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag in the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and, and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and it had ta and had taken the women captives uh, that were therein. They slew not any either great or small but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Here they were been out fighting battles and they came back and Ziklag was overrun by the Amalekites their wives, their sons were gone they were taken captive, the city was burned then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and they wept they were beat down struggling things that they loved were taken away from them they lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep no more power to weep that's pretty low deep struggle no more they had wept so much that they had no more power to weep not only that but after the battle that they had fought and different things they had done they were just wore out come home and everything was gone and David David's two wives were taken captives Ahinoam and Je the Jezreelitess and Abigail the wife of Nabal and the Carmelite and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him it was getting worse they were wanting to stone him because the soul of all the people was they were grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but David encouraged himself in the Lord now let me stop here okay they were going to stone him they were going to they were going to kill him these men were distressed, grieving, couldn't weep anymore. They had wept so much. And if we stop right there with the story and David quit, then he's a loser. Right? I mean, he'd be a loser if he had quit right there. Everything's gone. All hope's gone. Everything's lost. Nothing I can do. If he quit right there, he would have been a loser. But David was not a quitter. He was resilient. Goes on, David was greatly distressed. Doesn't mean that he didn't have some distress in his life at this point. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved and every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David didn't quit. It says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God because he knew that God was backing him up are you with me 
Are you with me today? God was backing him up. He knew it. He had a relationship with God. That's the reason why we need a relationship so close with God that when we fall flat on our face, that we know God's there for us. He is a God of, of ready to help us. Uh, that he is a God of mercy. He is a God of grace. He is a God that's going to give us new joy. He's going to deliver us. He's going to help us back up. He's going to help us through the struggle. We know he's got our back. But not only that, that I know that I've got a church family that is going to back me up, is going to help me, help lift me up, just like Joseph. It wasn't Joseph's fault, all these things. They just came his way, but he kept bouncing back up. Sometimes things come, and, it, and it's not because we deserved it, it doesn't seem. Uh, things just happen in life, and sometimes people maybe try to come against us, but yet we keep bouncing back up because we have a God that is going to take care of us, and we have a church family that is going to be there to pray for us and help us through our struggle. So he encouraged himself in the most beautiful way. He encouraged himself in the Lord, his God, not somebody else's God, his God because that's where his relationship was and that's where our relationship needs to be with the Lord we need to not worship the God of our uh, necessarily just the God of our father the God of our mother we need to worship our God it's the same God of course but we need to worship our God and we can call him our God because we have a relationship with him we pray, we talk to him, we fast, we put the flesh down, we, we come to the house of God, we worship him, we feel the presence of the Lord, we get into the word, we hear it preached, we hear it taught, we read it for ourselves, we're hungry for God, but he encouraged himself in the Lord because he knew that God had never failed him. He was resilient, he got back up encouraging himself in the Lord. New hope came into his life when he encouraged himself in the Lord because he knew he couldn't do it on his own but he knew his God could bring forth deliverance and David said to Abiathar the priest Ahimelech's son I pray thee bring me hither the ephod and Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David and David inquired at the Lord saying shall I pursue after this troop shall I overtake them and he answered him pursue he was talking to the Lord. Shall I pursue? Yes, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And guess what happened in 1 Samuel 30, 18 through 19, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives and there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had ta taken to them David recovered all wow he recovered all because he would learn how to be resilient he learned how to be resilient David had been through some battles before and he had trust in God you have been through battles in your life and you've seen God come through why shouldn't we be resilient ourselves and bounce back up and trust God in this. And we've got a church family that's going to back you up. It's going to be here. We're going to love you. We're going to reach into your life. We're going to help you along the way. You don't have any reason to just lay there and quit. If David had quit, he wouldn't have recovered all, everything, even the spoils, it says. You know what spoils are? The little 
uh, extra things that they receive, maybe gold or silver or whatever in their tents, the spoils. Maybe it was food. Maybe it was clothes. Maybe it was things that they had, material goods that they had. But he also had his family there with him, his sons, his daughters, his wives, and the spoils. He recovered all, all. If he was a quitter, he would have lost it all. Because he bounced back, he regained it all. He was, David was stretched. David was beat down. David was put out of, of uh, the normal um, shape that he was supposed to be in, but he bounced back because he was resilient. That's what God wants us to be. I'm going to read three more, or well, a few more scriptures here. First Peter, chapter one, verse seven; James one twelve, and then of course Revelations two, eight through ten. First Peter one and seven, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus of Jesus Christ that trial of faith that you're going through or at some point you might go through when you are resilient and you bounce back up through your adversity that's going to be a praise to the Lord James 1 and 12 blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him tried but you endured the temptation you shall receive a crown of life and in the book of revelations to bring this to a close chapter 2 verse 8 through 10 talking to the church in Smyrna or Smyrna and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works, and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried and ye shall have tribulation ten days be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life be thou resilient bounce back in the end it's going to be praise and worship unto God the sacrifice that you make for him and I know that within this church body there are resilient people. You've proved it because you're still here and you've been through the battles, you've been through the struggles. But guess what? You're still walking with God because you're resilient. You're still walking with God. You're still living for God. You're still uh, searching after him. You're bouncing back. You continue to hold on to that form that God has given you that new creature old things passed away behold all things become new but when you are 
down and out, so to speak, you bounce back up and you trust God and you trust the church of the living God and God is there to help you amen resilient I want you to point to yourself tonight and I want you to say I am resilient that's true because I believe this church is resilient amen we're resilient we need God every step of the way don't we Amen. We need him every step of the way. And we need one another. I'd like for us to stand. And in closing tonight, before we close, I'm going to have Brother Timothy come and give the announcements. But, and we're going to pray for the prodigals. But I want you, in closing, I want you to go to everybody in this building here tonight. I want you to tell them thank you for being my family part of my family because we need each other it's part of resilience brother Timothy would you come